and this uh, this guy just starts talking to yeah. me and going on and on and on about everything. And I have a I've got quite a few people that I'm their analyst. I've okay. found that I, it's like when people want so people like to talk to you. They like to talk yeah. to me. They like to know what my opinion is or how I view situations. So I meet this guy, and we were hanging for a while, you know, back and forth during the show. And then at one point, he he goes, he goes, Dan, he goes, could I ask you a personal question? And I go, yeah, sure. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I've been living with this. Well, he starts telling me about his personal life. Yeah. I've been living with this woman, and, and she's super, and she does this for me, and da-da-da-da-da, and, you know, and she wants me to marry her, and I'm kind of, like, torn between this. And, and it's like when he went and said this stuff to me and asked me what I thought, I started rambling. Like, words were coming through my mouth. Okay. I have no idea. Why? But it was like obviously it was like almost like God talking through so, me. So maybe channeling almost. It, yeah, and and it and it's funny. And the guy, little bit, his jaw just kept opening more and more, like his jaw is hanging to the floor by the end of what I said. Why is that? And he said, he goes, I've been struggling with this question for a long time, and every one of the issues that I've been struggling. You addressed in what you just told me. Thank you. Wow. He goes, you were a word from God. I feel like God went and put that messaging through you to me. That could have happened. I was like, really? Well, yeah. good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. No. It's like, oh, why I'm supposed to be at a certain place at a certain time yeah. or meet somebody or make a connection yeah. with someone. Sometimes it's just like, hey, nice meeting you. Now, come on, get up, dust yourself off. You're going to be fine. Right. That's all I needed. Thank you. <laughs> and then they're off. And they're off. <laughs> and sometimes it is. It's the littlest thing, but it's just, I don't know. It's so you're talking about that there's a value in your experience as opposed to stuff you could, objects you could accumulate, meaning cash or housing or cars or I, diamonds. I, I find it very interesting that people put such a value on going, oh, you've got a lot of physical possessions. Yep. You got that nice car. You got that nice house. You got all this cool shit that I would love to have. Everybody would love to have cool shit. But that doesn't make you happy. No. It doesn't make you a better person. And where's doesn't the... doesn't make um, you more fulfilled. Yeah, where's the um, mastery or where's the pride in the ownership of an object? Like, say if you see somebody with a, a, a really nice car. They take a picture of themselves by the car. I mean, what do you say to that? Do you say, wow, you know what? Good ownership. I mean, you really own that car and maintain it like, like a champ. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh, and you have more of those? I mean, good ownership on those cars. I mean, what's the exact, what's, what do you say and, to that person? And after you get the item that you've gone and you yes. plunk down all your money for the item and now you got it and you're all gleam, how long does that last? That it's like you feel so good about that you got this thing. Then you just need another thing anyway because it's all worn off. It it's, does wear off. It's just a facade. Yeah. It's like it's a very shallow thing to do. And so I, I find it interesting because I, I could go and, I mean, I've just hung out with so many different groups of people to yeah. be like going, oh, I'm in this A-list party. <coughs> now I'm hanging out with a bunch of homeless guys on the street drinking beers in the, on the, uh, behind a liquor store yeah, yeah. or some shit like that and yeah. going, you know what? 
a lot of times those homeless guys behind the liquor yeah. store are a lot cooler to hang out well, with. Aren't they the same people? No. But weren't they? Weren't some of those homeless people like... They could have been. Yeah. But the point that I'm making is, is that these people who don't have all those things aren't living in that facade of a world of stuff. They have to live in the world of what's really going on. Feelings. You know, hey, someone was nice to me. You yeah. know, this person cared or they did this or someone opened a door. Those little things matter to them. Right. It's like going, you get somebody over here going, hey, you know what, you got to, you know, to be at my level, you've got to have all this. I'm going, well, but you're pretty shallow. Right. You know, I've met so many people who've got a lot of money, really fucking shallow. Right. That could, you think that the money facilitates that outcome? Oh, of course, because then it's like everybody else puts them on a pedestal. Then they believe it more themselves. So now they buy on to that whole bill of goods, like going, okay, you are, you know, everyone's put you on this pedestal, so you're the shit. You know, that's right. I am the shit. And it's just like, you know, you need to go and knock yourself down a little bit. You're just a human being. That's right. great. That's good for you. You got all kinds of stuff and right. you're able to do these things. You got a nice family. Good for you. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's not replacing what's in your heart and in your brain and what you're contributing to the world and other things. It's not all about money. You know, that's why I think a big part of the issues that we have in society is based on money. Mm. Because going, it makes me better than you because I have a bigger house or a better car? No. no. That doesn't mean anything. But in people's eyes, a lot of people do think that. Hey, well, oh yeah, they've got this, that, and the other thing. So yeah, okay, well, they're worthy. Oh, that person, they don't have it together or they've got a little screw loose here and there. Yeah. Well, you might have learned a lot more from that person with the screw loose who had a couple of issues there and who is genuine and real. Yeah, right. You never know where it's going to come from. You can't be confused by the facade. And uh, and there's the other there's the exceptions too. There are people that maybe aspire to have money or they they look up to people that have money, but the, but they also know that it's not everything. Oh yeah. There's plenty of smart people. I mean, there's plenty of smart people who have a lot of money, too. Exactly. I was going to say, there's many people that have a lot of money who are very grounded, who are, that realize the whole... They've gone through it all. Yeah. And it's like, there is a process, too, because it's like, to go and have a level of acknowledgement from others, of course, that's going to affect you as a human being. You go, wow, look, everybody wants a piece of me. Yeah. You know, you got to go and see this with John. I mean, you've known him your whole life. Yeah. And going to watch where he is yeah. and how people treat him and yeah. stuff. And you know him as the kid yes. that you went to school with. Right. You know, going, but he's had to go through a huge cycle of things. Yeah. You know, to Money go and, and get fame. Where. That's two different things. Oh, yeah. Huge. And it's like, and <clears throat> like, there's good and bad that comes with all of it. Right. You know, and there's plenty of people, you, you know, it's like, because they're, it's funny how it would be like, okay, you go out, we'll go out, I'll sell some drums to somebody, and here's like this guy who's the drummer on the tour, and he's a douchebag. Yeah. He just, you know, he just thinks his shit don't stink yeah. and this and that. And then sometimes you meet this guy who's been around forever and yeah. has done this forever, and he is the most personable person. And it's like he's not even caught up. And you would think that he would be the way bigger guy mm -hmm. of having the ego. But no, it's that younger guy yeah. who's just getting used to this fame and stuff. Right. So he thinks he's above everyone. He's got to play this game right. a certain Not way. so grounded, yeah, not so well, balanced. Yeah, you've kind of gone through it. Yeah. And you're going, hey, you know, there was a time that I was there, but I realized, you know, the light came off somewhere. Yeah. And going, it's not about that. No. It's like going, no. it's, and if you could empower other people, that's a very, 
that's an empowering trait yes. to be able to empower others. Yes, motivate. It's like going, knowing that it's like there's something that you could do that helps someone else. That's amazing. A rewarding. It's a very rewarding thing going. It's like, and this is not a matter of money at all. No. It's just a matter of going, hey, wait, you know what? You were broken, and I kind of helped you see that you're not as broken as you thought you were. Right, that's a good one, yeah, right. Sure. And it's like going in to just be able to go, you know, you're just looking at it the wrong way. I understand why you feel yeah, those yeah. things, yeah. but there's another way to look at it, and you're like, wow, I never thought about it mm -hmm. that way. That makes some sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if nobody ever told them that before... Mm -hmm. it might take them a long time to come to that conclusion. And you don't know, people are from all different backgrounds, so the baggage that everybody carries is different. Mm. You know, if you're carrying a bunch of baggage, it's, you know, harder to get through yeah. all of that. Yeah, I, I, I heard a quote from somebody about how, un, uh, you know, people think that the past is this great learning thing, but they're saying, no, the past is, just let it go. You have to. There's, there's nothing you can learn in the past. You know, like, um, and the future is just uncertain. Yeah. So you can embrace the future, but you can't fix it you can't control it no you have to be in the now you have yeah. to try and go and live as much as you can in the moment and not be so caught up in where you were and where you're going it's like you know of course <coughs> those come into play because time is part of our world but the past it's like you got to stop beating yourself up about stuff that's already done and then in the future you go you know what you don't want the future to be totally making it that you can't take advantage of the current situation yeah, dictating you're too caught up in the future. What could happen, because you can't really con control that. And, and like I find it, I like to connect with people. I really do. I feel like that's, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh my God, I was on the phone for a long, this one called me, then this one called me, yeah. and that one called me. And you and I used to have long oh. phone calls, yeah. And, and it's like going, but I, I feel like there's, it's weird because people, they'll just, I don't know, they'll gravitate towards me. And it's like, life, you know, you got there's so many people and so many things yeah. and stuff going And it doesn't mean that it's like I don't think about these people or they're not my friends. No. But you know what, it's like a lot of times going, hey, you know what, you probably would never hear from me again if you didn't call me. You sure. know, certain people. Sure. It's like going, because it's like there's just always other stuff going on. But I'm always getting people who are always kind of coming back. Mm -hmm. And they come back in the circle again. And I, and I feel very blessed for that because it's like, oh, and I know that I had a friend of mine tell me one time, he goes, I, had a, I was living in New York and I became really good friends with this guy. And then I moved back down to L.A. And I had come back to New York to visit. And he goes, you know, when you left, it really hurt my feelings. Huh. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, he goes, I never had a friend like you before. Huh. And when you left, I felt like you abandoned me. Huh. And, and I was like, really? Hmm. And it was like, you know, this was nothing like that at all. But when you have a level of uh, intimacy and depth in a relationship with yeah. another person, that yeah. going, hey, I've connected with you on a deeper than surface level. Yeah. We talked about all kinds of things yeah. going that I usually don't share with other people. Right. So you feel like you're going, wait, I, I don't do this with anybody. Yeah. But I have relationships like this with a lot of people. You do. Because I'm not a surface guy. What does that mean? I really surface guy. I don't deal with stuff on just take the a pause surface take a pause. sales or something. That's a good job. And and they're living there, right? Like on like have a pier in their backyard and they go out and they take their boat out in Long Beach. 
lunch and, and it was just like four people yeah exactly but super nice people and, and she goes she goes I know a lot of people she goes you have something that people who have so much more money than you wish that they had right and and I, I was like she kind of like kind of was off guard you know her saying this stuff to what me. did it make you what did you do how did you feel about that I guess it, it made me aware of something because it's, it's sometimes it's hard to be reflective on yourself or viewing yourself. You don't know how other people view you. That's true. So a lot of times you're going, hey, I look at myself and I go, I'm a fuck up or I'm this and I do this. Blanket and, statements. Yeah. And, and it's like, I don't, I've never been one to be thinking like I'm the shit. So I'm not, I don't like roll like that. So I'm not really somebody who's like, you know, who comes in, like a lot of times I'll meet people and I'll be with somebody and I, I'm not the kind of guy who'll go, oh yeah, I'm Dan Dawes, I make electronic drums and these are my customers and you know who I am? I, I like am that the, voice. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> FM radio voice. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like I've never really been that. I'm the guy who's in the corner of the room, who's the, the wallflower is not talking to anybody. Sure, sure. And then it was like someone will come up and it's like, do you know Dan? And then they'll go, yeah, Dan does this, that, and, the other. and they're like, really? But I would never say that about myself. It would be like, hi, I'm Dan, nice to meet you. Mm -hmm. That's it. There right. is no more to it than that. I right. have nothing to prove to you. We're just people meeting. Right. So right. I don't have to be like, hey, you know, you're, you know, you're talking to the guy who makes drums for <laughs> this one and that one. <laughs> it's like, oh, and don't you realize how important I am? Well, you were never that. I, I never ever witnessed that. It's it's because it's like <clears throat> the relationships of, of people are way more important, and I don't need to be over somebody. I no. want to go and be on the level playing field with them, going, hey, you take that side, I'll take this side. Let's go get it. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what it is. I feel like it's an opportunity. And I feel like when I get an opportunity that especially like new people or you get a chance to go and like hang out with your friend or do something, I'm like, wow, I'm in this moment. Right. I want to be in this moment with you. I'm sharing it with you. Right. And the, who knows what could happen. Exactly. And especially if you throw some weird shit in it, like say some <laughs> unexpected stuff that people don't expect. Yes. Like we do this... Uh, I don't know, it's like going, if you ever, I think we're doing one next weekend, a uh, pizza drum club. What does that mean? What is it? How is it's it? a bunch of drummers meet and have pizza down oh. in uh, South Bay. I live 10 minutes from here this long, you don't fucking tell me about no pizza drum clubs until now. Danny does. I'm just joking. Yeah, so it's what like, is it? So you go to some pizza place yeah, and you play? Yeah, we go to this pizza place, and it's just a bunch of drummers that are that go and get together and have pizza at Grimaldi's over in the South Bay. Just play or? No, play, we don't just play, eat, just, just eat, eat pizza and talk. And talk shit out. on other drummers? Yeah, well, I talk more shit than anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, it, but it's funny because it's like, <coughs> I've heard it so many times, people will go, Dan is the wild card. <laughs> you never know what is going to come out of his mouth. And, and, and it's true, because I'll, I'll just go and say one line and everyone looks at me but like... It never surprises me what you say, because like, I know that people in industries that are very high res highly respected can be just complete horribly bad people. Yeah, but it's... You're not supposed to say it. <laughs> well, people amongst themselves, they talk. Everybody knows. Everybody yeah, but knows. they don't say it. Right. It's like when you say it in a group, right? you're in a group of people. <laughs> I'll be in a group of drummers, and I'll say something like, 
Well, that's because drummers are such douchebags. <laughs> well, they are. And it's like, and then there'll be guys going, well, we're a bunch of drummers here, and you're saying that. How dare you say that? Well, drummers have... Well, if you're, yeah. if you're a douchebag, wear the title proudly. Absolutely. If you're not, then it, you don't apply. Don't Doesn't you, apply to you. Don't, aren't there things about drummers that annoy you? Oh, God, yeah. Of course. Yeah, it, you know what, and this is the thing that annoys me the most about drummers is like, I don't know, like, the fact is going, I make a tool that drummers use. Why somebody would be so opposed to a tool? Well, I, I was the antichrist <coughs> coming to LA making drums in the Oh, oh because people thought a drum had to be a drums. A it has to be this, and acoustic. this is what the tool is, and this is what it is, and they're so opinionated, and they want to go and diss anyone else's opinion if it isn't their view of it. Right. And it's like, going, and then oh. they know it all. Right. They act like they know it all about everything, and there's nothing that you could go and even tell them. Well, it's like the film people and digital camera it's, people. It's the same thing. Yeah, right. And it's like, that's why a lot of times go, you know, I've met some of the coolest people, and then there's these guys that go, I just want no part of you. But you know what? Do your thing. More power to you, but I could give a shit. Right. It's like, and, and, and it's not just them being a drummer. I wouldn't like them as a person. Right. That's a, it is a personality thing, right? Because it's a power trip thing. To go in and to push your views that they're so important that someone has to believe what you believe to make a connection with them is ridiculous. Yes. Well, if you don't go and think what I think, well, that's then an insecurity, that's insecurity, isn't it? Yeah, it always is. And it's like going, you know, I don't know. It's like, like I said, I've met a lot of really cool drummers, but the fact that electronics, I find it very odd that, you know, drummers have been around electronic drums for a long time now. They've been around 40 years. Yeah. And still that they do not get it. It's like, was there this much resistance when there was an electronic guitar? There was. There then was. It's like going, and how long did that go on? Oh, probably until those people died. <laughs> yeah, so, but now we're 40 years in. Yeah. And we still got drummers. Are we going, 40 years in on electronic drums? Yeah. Wow, dude. That's scary. More, probably. That's scary. And, and the thing that I find funny is that going, wait a minute, you hit things. So you hit that drum, and that's what that drum does. You hit this pad, and it does what that brain does. Okay. They're two different things. Why do you have to keep relating them as the same? Yeah, they're absolutely different. We've spent 35 years now trying to make electronic drums be acoustic drums. Which is a mistake. Why? Why not saying it's another tool? I'm not saying you can't. If you want to use them to be acoustic drums and do that, but why has all the focus been, instead of just more forms of expression, being that these things have to be those things. Yeah. Why? Why do they have to be those things? Why because does that thing people, have to respond? Because people fear like change. Yeah, I guess so. Remember Frank? He took an Octopad and he used to use that as an input device on his Fairlight. Okay. For, um, when he was making records with the Fairlight. Uh-huh. Yeah, I remember that back in the day. I mean, how many musicians could have made fucking amazing music if they just programmed notes onto those pads? Yeah. And that's why the whole idea of going, wait, I could, this thing could be anything. Well, I want it to be a snare drum. 
and, and I wanted to have all, all the articulations of a snare drum. And it's like, it's not a snare drum. Go do get you a realize snare drum. that? Go get a snare drum. It'll do it very well. So it's like going, you're 30 years in and going, oh, yeah. Like, like the thing is, remember when sampling was in and everyone's like, oh, do you hear that acoustic piano sample? Right. And everybody had to go and be like, oh, wow, that sample sounds no, so real. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's like, I don't understand going, why do you got to go and copy that yeah. when there's whole new expressions that have yet to be explored right. and you don't want to touch any of that. No. You'd rather go and say, let's copy this. You know, let's go and regurgitate but the But is it that they crap. don't want to touch it or is it just that they don't have the vision to know that this thing could be this other thing? I think it's a lack of ingenuity that you takes balls to do something different. And if you don't have any balls, because guess what? If you're going to be an innovator, you're also going to be ridiculed. Yes. You're doing something that is ahead of its time. I had, you know, I've had a lot of people through the years and they would say, you're ahead of your time, Dan. You saw this stuff yeah, you are. way before. Yeah. You already, you know, you were talking about triggering graphics and video and yep. all this shit back in the 80s. I remember that in the Batcave. Yeah. It's like all of that stuff and going, and of course it all ended up coming out and now you're seeing these, you know, visual DJ drummers and doing all this and triggering stuff. And when I see that, I'm like, wow. Thought of that 20 years ago. Exactly. But now this guy's actually doing it and yeah. he's doing it at a scale that people are seeing it. We're going, you know what? None of you guys, all you guys, no one had the balls to do any yeah. of this. You didn't even want to go and take a chance of going, oh, what are you doing over there? Why would you want to do that? And it's like, hey, you know what? You become the next Brian Eno. You know what? Yes. You come in and you're the inventor and you're creating new ways to do things. Yes. But there's such a resistance all the time from so many people that it's like, no, it's got to stay what it was. Let's keep it over well, there. Well, they're trained. We go back full circle to our conversation. I mean, they were trained by the to be sheep, and that's what our whole school system is. You're teaching the, the kids right from the go. They instead of teaching the kids to learn themselves and be aware of things. No, you're taught to take a test. You're taught to do what you're told. And to me, I remember going through school and all the way even through college, and I would sit there in class, and I'm like. I don't give a fuck what you say. Why should I believe you? Mm -hmm. Just because you're saying that, I need to take it on that that's gospel? Right. Because you're there, they're paying you to teach this class and they told you what to tell me? Mm -hmm. um, I, don't, I don't learn that way. I learn through experience of okay. doing things. Right. I don't need to go and, and learn because it's like, going, oh, you said that, so now it's fact to me? No. Right. If I want to go find out if it's fact, I'll go and I'll look up some more about it and see, was that fact? You want to experience it yourself. I want to know. I don't want it. It's like going, there's too many people who are going to tell you stuff, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's true. Yes. And why, why are you listening to that person? Because they told you a thing that was true before? Right. Or that you just like them? Right. Or you like that other people like them? Right. Oh, well, they must know, and I don't really know, so I'm going to say what he says. Yeah, right. No, you're right. It's like, I, I don't know, when someone says something to me and like, well, what do you think about this? It's like, I really don't know. Right. I'd rather say I don't know if I don't know. Right. But there's so many people who have got to go and act like they know when they don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why do you get, 
why do you got to go in and think that you got to go and prove something to somebody else and you look like more of an asshole mm -hmm. by making up shit on the fly that you know nothing about mm -hmm. as opposed to going, oh, yeah, I really don't know anything about that. Right. I'd right. rather not look like an asshole making up shit. You know, there'd be times that I'll meet... I'll, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, you should get a lot of good one-liners out of this, I'm sure. There's a lot of wisdom here, you know? Uh, what I want to do is I want to get a picture of you and then let's walk back to the car. But let's leave all this shit on. We'll try to walk and sort of tethered back to the car. And we'll just, no, it's all good. And we'll drive back. and Because the next subject I want to talk about is, is um, the future of electronic. Percussion, not drums, percussion. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for it. I think that it's like, oh, and there is a... Keep talking. I'm just going to... I don't think have that to, there is a good opportunity, stop. you know, for it to go and change now. Because yeah? now, now the fact that they have uh, multi-velocity samples are coming out and... What does that do? How does um, it change? It's just that uh, one sample will be multiple samples. Okay. So that it's going to add a lot of realism into a performance. So, mm -hmm. you know, you play the drum harder, you actually have different sounds. Mm -hmm. As opposed to you know just the one sound that gets louder. Okay, are you playing uh, yourself much? No, I really haven't played in a while. I've kind of. What do you do for art? What are you doing for art? I'm making wacky colored pads. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, have you seen the stuff I'm doing? No, no, no. Uh -uh. Oh, dude, I'm doing some. Is that gratifying? What's gratifying is the fact that when I you know it's like. Each pad is like a work of art. Mm -hmm. They're all, each one is different. Can I get you to sit over here? Just, uh, they're gonna reach, just go around the bar. Yeah. Tell me about, tell me about the, this color thing, because I'm taking a color theory class in college right now, and, and you're, you know much more about color than I Yeah, do. well, it's like, I, you know, I've been doing this for a long time of, like, you know, making colors in the pads and doing mm -hmm. different things. And, right. You know, I always kind of would, i do it a little and put it out there. And just, like, the last year, I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go and just do a bunch of weird shit. Okay. I'm going to go and just do off Why? Why things. did you want to do that? Because it's eye candy. And it's like, if I can get guys that are using these pads in their setup, there's going to be no doubt. Mm-hmm. It's like people are going to go, what is that? Right. You know, like when I did that, that pad for Neil Peart in his, that, uh, the last, that R40 tour, and I made that bullseye pad. Yes. You know, that was like another one of those things. It's just, you know, someone goes, what's that thing? Yeah. And I got a better chance of having something that's just obscure than having something that's It's common. not just obscure. I feel that the way the thing looks makes you... Play it differently. Well, I like the idea that it's unique unto the each user. So it's like the fact that something, you know, like here's some of the some of the stuff that's on. Because I'm doing another one now. I got a bunch of them in my my room. It's like a total wreck, but it's like it's like doing play-doh. Wow. You know, because there's like a whole process. I can't really do. Uh, you know, really hard line designs because it's sporadic. It's almost like Fimo clay or something there. Yeah, it's, it's because between heat and pressure, all the material kind of flows in whatever direction. So it's not it's gonna going to stay. Yeah, so I can't make a hard line or a certain design, but I could use like little pieces of material that come out in random ways that the colors dispersed 
you know, in interesting patterns. So after it comes out, every item is unique. That's killer. So it's like everyone, you know, so it is that somebody's going, okay, this, you know, you might, there, I might have a bunch of guys who are using a white and black pad, but the pattern is not exactly the same. Yes, but that's the they're cool part of it, though. Yeah, they're all they're individual. individual. You know, so I, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, being able to do, you know, one-off things and custom stuff like that, that is just, it's unique to each situation. Can you control the, the relative size of the colors or... The well, that's, proportion of each. Well, it's like going. Yeah, let me show you. Like stuff like you see, that's got bigger pieces yeah. in it. See, bigger pieces in it. You can see smaller pieces. The smaller pieces end up just. That gives you different ratios of color. So what I do a lot of times, I'll go and uh, I'll take. I'll show you. We can go back to my house. Okay. I'll show you. Okay. Let's like, start walking back. Oh yeah, here. You see what I do is I'll go and like so there's a. Like the process where I'm going, okay, I put green and yellow, green and yellow, and I put these pieces oh, together. Then okay. I cut them in little things like this okay. and put them together. So when that color disperses, uh -huh. it's going to be the green and yellow kind of in a starbursty pattern. And where is that done at? Where does Where is that produced at? I have a, a molder I've been working with since the start, since the 80s in Garden Grove. Okay. Who was a, it's a family business yeah. who... The grandfather started the business, and he created the formula for the Super Bowl. Oh, the that big was, old fun Super Bowl that yeah, we all had? That was sold to Whammo, mm -hmm. you know, the Frisbee people who distributed that. Those are the funnest so, things in the world. Yeah, so he, he came up with the formula for that and sold it to Whammo. Okay. And then started his own rubber company. Then his son took over the rubber company. Now, the, the grandson is running, and I've been, they've been running my rubber parts for 35 years some serious experience there oh yeah I mean those guys knew what they're doing yeah and and it's there's it's just funny to, that people don't realize when they go and they buy a product mm -hmm. or they get a product they don't really it's like going hey I need this thing and they go and get it and like I've got a whole history there's so much stuff that is like it's relevant things but people don't really know you know, because it's not something, you know, it's like big companies, they, they have their design team do a thing and it, you know, goes. But, it, but it's the, why your stuff is so consistent, right? Because of who you work with and who you choose to work with. Well, yeah, because it's like I control the situation. I don't have a bean counter telling me that I can't spend more money on something or I can't you know, work out a certain situation or right. I've got to go and, you know, I get people all the time going, hey, you should go to China, have this stuff made in China and this mm -hmm. and that. And I was just like, why? Yeah, exactly. It's like going, you know what? It's it's not like I've got millions of people buying this and I want to be able to go and get them so they cost me $5 so I could go and, you know. Right. And that would affect your um, uniqueness yeah, it's like going, what would that do? It's like going, it's like my whole message of what I'm about, that's self-defeating of yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's like going, it's like it is. I'm, I've got an individualist message. It's like I'm not, I'm not a big corporation. I, I'd like to be able to go and empower other people to be individuals and have some faith in something yeah. that they believe in and want to do. And isn't that the point of your product is that it's, uh, that Dan makes these things pads and we buy these pads and we play them isn't that the whole process of it like whereas if it were made by some blind you know faceless factory worker is it the same thing 
No, I don't think it's the same at all. I think it is totally different, and it, it's, it is coming to that point, you know, after so many years of doing it, where that is starting to matter. Okay. Because, you know? why is that, do you think? Well, because everything is so homogenized now. Yeah. It's like everything is all canned. Yeah. And there is no individuality. It's like going, everybody's afraid to go and, you know, go off on a limb or try something different or afraid of being judged. But I'm judged. telling you, these people, these young people, they like film photography. They, film photography is more expensive. It takes longer. It's not as flexible. Um, but that's what they like. They like this analog process. Oh yeah, well, which I feel like the pads kind of represent that to some level. Well, it is. It's it is. It's very old school in a certain sense of mm -hmm. going. You know, you're taking the thing down to its root core. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. What are the things that matter? It's like if you have a really solid foundation. Yeah. You can go and build off that foundation in many ways. Exactly. So it's like going to think that you have to go and choose like, okay, this is the way that everybody does this now. Go, yeah. wait, you could choose your own path. Exactly. And I think that that's totally killer that it's like someone could go, hey, wait, I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it this way. Right. You know, I want to go and take it. I want to take the picture this way. Then I want to scan it in. Then I want to put it into Photoshop. Your then process, I want to do this. Your own process. It's like, that's what I think that it's like coming up with your own way. There's something, I don't know, like I've gotten arguments with people about the whole idea of schooling because as much as I go, schooling is good, yeah. but schooling also, it, it kind of stops you from thinking that for might. yourself. Mm -hmm. Why? Why is that? Well, because you're being told what to think. It's like, so you're getting more information, but you're not discovering that information yourself. They're telling it to you. Someone's telling it to you. So it's like, it just depends on how you use it. I think that it's like, it's very easy to go and, you know, all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, here's how it's done. Well, why? Because they told you that? It could be done a million different ways. Mm -hmm. right. doesn't have to be done that way. Right. And there's certain things that, like, you know, we all have a, you know, you use your computer, you, you, you do things on it and go, here's my process. Here's mm -hmm. the process that I use. Mm -hmm. And someone else does it a totally different way. Right. And going, I'm not, I'm not saying that you got to do it my way or I have to do it your way. It's just a different way. This is how I get to the end, and that's how you get to the end. Right. It's like it doesn't really matter. There isn't a like better way. It's what's the best way for you. And when like someone like me, I'm I'm self-taught in everything that I do. Yeah. So I've learned because you like to learn through experience. And I and it's a very obscure method of learning. So sometimes you go my way around to get to the same result was way different from someone else's. Mm -hmm. But along the way, there's a reason why I'm doing that. And it wasn't because, oh, you got to do this first because of this and then that and then this step after that. So they're like, oh, well, they told me what to do. So I'm just you know, going to do it. It's like, mm -hmm. no, I had to figure out how to do it. Mm -hmm. So from my trials and tribulations, there's the process that I learned right. of doing it. And now I get the results in this way. Right. So it's almost like a lack of education has helped me in a lot of ways. Because it, I had to figure it out myself. Right. So it made you more... Um, and it's like I learned hands-on. Because it's funny, someone will be like, oh, wow, you know, yeah, I went to college for marketing. And I did this and that and going, well, 
I've fucking been marketing my own shit since I've been 22 years old, and I never took a fucking class in marketing. That's true, yeah. So it's like going, are you more of an expert than me? Because you've took it in school when I've actually done it? Right. So I've got first-hand experience. So there's a lot of times when you have to figure out the way to skin the cat yourself. You're Which gonna, makes you good at skinning cats. Yeah. It's I am a good cat skinner. <laughs> the cats in the neighborhood don't like me. <laughs> but, no, but it, it's, it's just an interesting thing because I see my daughter's very much like this too. I'm, I'm thinking... Yeah, I mean, seeing those the art she does and she got an art scholarship. Oh wow! She uh, she had did a picture and uh, got like a like twenty thousand dollars scholarship awesome. to college. Oh, that's awesome! She went one semester and dropped out and blew the scholarship. Did she? Yep. Oh. She hated it. He hated going and and it's like and everyone's like, oh, you go to art school? She's like, why? Mm -hmm. Why would I go to art school for? Mm -hmm. What do I want to be an art teacher? That is a good reason to go to art school, right? That. It's like going, if you want to be an art teacher. But if you don't want to be an art teacher, mm -hmm. why are you going to art school? Right. It's like, you saw her art. Yeah, no, she's got it's it. It's like, it's not like she needs to go and have somebody telling her. She just needs to keep doing it yeah. and just evolve her style and do her thing. That's right. all. Right. So it's, is school going to go and help her in creating art? No, no, it can. I mean, it's she, not like it can, but yeah. it's, it's a process and it's different for everyone. Right. You know, some people are just self-learners. Yes. And some need to go through the traditional avenues to do that. But I think even self, this is an interesting conversation, even self-learning, you do have, you know, components of what you would get in the classroom. For instance, you and I are talking. Right oh, now. yeah, interaction. Yeah. And so you were getting things we're going to use later in our lives somehow. And that's like a classroom in a sense. It's not as formulated and structured. Mm -hmm. We are learning little, which I've always done with you. We've learned little bits of things. That I see the way you think. Mm -hmm. You see the way I think. And I'm not going to ever think like you. You're not going to think like me. Yeah, exactly. But, see, you, you, but know, you see another perspective. You see another but, perspective. But that's where it's like I, I kind of, I roll in that direction because I'm learning through life's experience. And I do. I learn from mm -hmm. people around me. Mm -hmm. And it's like going, and that's a big part of the experience. And I find that's why... When I go and I'm going to put my faith in someone else yeah. that going, hey, you know what? They have something over here that I could learn. Right. I'm aware of that. I know that. And going, hey, I, I want to go and I want to get that. I want that knowledge. Right. I want to be able to go and implement that into my life in some way. Mm -hmm. And But I, I think it's weird how it comes to you as mm -hmm. opposed to forcing these issues. Sometimes it's... I don't know, like it very, my life is very free form. Yes. I roll in these directions and they take me places. I don't try and force the machine. Right. Okay, do this, 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 and that's got to happen, and this over here going, you know what, I'm going to do the things the best I can with what I have right. to move forward. Right. When I get those things together, we'll see where we are then and reassess. But in that moment, it, whether it be a microsecond or you still do have structure. Yes. 